Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Hour of IT with the Sticky Keys. I am Dominic Scott of the Sticky Keys here with my good buddy, David Burns. What's up? You having a good one today, David? I'm having a great day. You having a great day. Have you had any classes yet? Well, I had one class. It was Applied Statistics. Mm, okay. It is currently much earlier than we recorded the last episode. Oh, yeah. Uh, and if you have seen that last episode, uh, thank you. That was really awesome of you. And if you haven't, we are all very cross and disappointed with you right now. Not exactly what we're liking right now. David, we have a very special guest on today. Yeah. Do you know who it is? I think I do. Her name's Nikki Holden. What she's sitting with us right here. Everybody give a warm welcome to Professor Nikki Holden to the podcast. Here I am. Oh, back you- <laughs> in the studio. Yay. Applause for myself. Uh, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit? <laughs> hey, yeah, I'm uh, Nikki Holden. I am an instructor educator for the School of IT. Uh, I've been full-time faculty for, gosh, about three years now. Before that, I was an adjunct for several years and also an instructional designer. Ooh, okay. What, what does an instructional designer mean? Uh, an instructional designer is one who designs instruction. No, I have <laughs> had a Master of Education. Um, mm. So basically, our role in the school um, for CECH was to help faculty develop courses, um, use Canvas, Blackboard before that. Uh, develop some like learning artifacts for their courses, work on learning objectives, aligning assignments, and sort of like the education and pedagogy part of courses. Because a lot of times your faculty are subject matter experts in their subject, but not always in pedagogy and education. So we offered support in that. So I kind of, I come from both angles of instructional design and IT. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds a lot like the IT of education in that way, if I'm, if I'm sounding that correctly. Kind of, yeah. And there are a lot of people who like just have ed tech jobs where their whole jobs are like educational technology kind of stuff. Mm, okay, okay. Um, how, how are you doing today? I am super. I am happy to be back in front of the microphone. Yeah, we, we've been sitting here waiting for the stuff to get set up for a little bit. Uh, but we're, we're doing okay on time. That's good. We have, we have the time to like to, to get out and, and do the do the potty. <laughs> the, the potty the, or, or podcast. Uh, that's that's the fun name for it. I've now, um, now coined. Yep. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm too dangerous when I'm riffing. Okay. Uh, so a little thing. Uh, do you have Do you have the questions open, David? Yeah. Okay. Good. I, I would. It's not on your computer. Mm-hmm. Okay. But um. Yeah. I guess something we wanted to say as an anecdote. Uh, our name of the sticky keys uh, originated in your class, if you recall. Uh. All four of us had web de- or web development with uh, Nikki here. It was pretty cool. Best class. Pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool. Best class ever. Great class. Definitely, definitely. Very memorable. We're going to say it was like section. the best class ever in like multiple episodes probably. Yeah. <laughs> we were like, yeah, so we were in this class. Best class ever. Yeah, um, you know, you can have multiple best classes ever. Mm-hmm. Like, it's fine. Pretty sure I was the one that started spamming the sticky keys sound like in the middle of one of the early classes. Mm-hmm. Um, I was riffing. It was pretty funny. And then we all, we all got in on it. And then I think Carter named our group chat the Sticky Keys uh, once we made it. I feel like that tracks. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> he, he has a convention for naming things, for sure. Um, yeah. And so, and so that's where we are now. Uh, I think we should introduce the drink for today. The drink for today? Yeah, it's okay. in my backpack. Okay, I'm very excited oh, about no, this. I have your backpack. Where is it? <laughs> it's Behind like, the chair. Yeah. <laughs> Put it in like a secret compartment. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. So I don't think we've mentioned it on the podcast before. Other. Other. Okay. But we're. Okay. I am not in range of the microphone. 
He is searching the bag. <laughs> not not very effectively. That's but rude. searching. <laughs> oh, we can edit all this out. <laughs> Wait, a- add more clinking glass no, sounds. Oh my gosh. Wait, it's, it's got special. Yeah. It's got a pirate on it. Oh my god. A pirate skull. Isn't like individually bagged. Because I didn't want it clinking around. I mean, they were anyway, though. That's great customer service, David. I appreciate that. Like, you should definitely, like, double bag your glass beverages as to avoid backpack glass explosions. You see, David, we don't need to edit it out. We have content out of this. Okay. We're going to have these ready next time. Oh, man, I hope this I'm, is a twisty top. I, I also <laughs> hope David told me it was a twisty top. I think it is. Well, I All will right. find out. So, introducing the drink of the day. David, do you want to talk about what we're drinking today? Uh, sure, it's some random drink I found in Jungle Gyms. <laughs> like, you can be a little more descriptive. Uh, it's Jack Black's Scarecrowberry Soda. Okay, I'm gonna and take a, I'm gonna take a picture of it. We'll see if we can put it on the YouTube upload, maybe. Uh, it's Siri Buttery Strawberry Jam Soda. Yeah, Scarecrowberry Soda. It says Scare- buttery. Yeah, Strawberry I don't really. Jam soda? We were very confused by what buttery means. We were trying to like, we we there were some interesting choices at Jungle Gems. From the ghost of the Earl of Sandwich. Yeah, first time in the new millennium. It's, drink your lunch. Drink your lunch. What? It's just strawberry flavor. I guess strawberry and butter. Is that a lunch? I don't know. Maybe it's pirate stuff. Do we, I mean? Do, do you? If you're on a ship doing pirate <laughs> things, you eat strawberry. Butter lunches? Does it say anything about who made this? I'm very curious. Uh, no. Does not. <laughs> it's got a food label, though, so that means it won't kill you. Um, now, there's a lot of interesting choices in Jungle Gyms. David, these are not twist off. Are you sure? Oh, no. Oh, no. David. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, wait. Mm, okay, wait, I don't want to break anything in here. Like, yeah. Because we could do it on like the desk, but that would be. I would have asked my roommate sketchy. if we had a, if we had a, if he had a can opener yeah. or a bottle opener. Wait, no one has a bottle opener or a Leatherman or. David said they were screw on. <laughs> we may need to do some funny editing. Hey! <laughs> All right, we very clumsy. I'm bring. We're bringing a bottle opener next time. All right. Definitely. Oh wait, the the caps have. The caps have sayings on the inside. What? Oh. Oh my, dude, are they different? Yes, I think this one was just. Oh my gosh. Okay. Hi, guys. Welcome back. <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> uh, after a long process of realizing we don't have a bottle opener, uh, we, we've opened them and we've realized there's some little sayings, some phrases on the inside of these bottle caps. Uh, here, what do you got, David? Uh, mine says, here's mud in your eye. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Let's see. I've got uh I've got a, add a twist of lime, you scurvy dog. I would love if you had a twisty bottle <laughs> that you could open with, <laughs> with twisting it. Yeah, cuz if you're suffering from the scurvy, I don't know if you've got the fortitude to open it without the bottle That's opener. That's true. Right? You have to you have to, you need you have no arm strength. All right, so mine is once you have Jack Black, you won't switch back. Mm. So, I'm afraid now if I drink this, that I have to drink this for the rest of my life. I mean, maybe you might just it might be pretty short if you get scurvy. So we'll see. It's 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 very piratey. All right. So it smells very strawberry. We're gonna see. Yeah. Okay. It's a strawberry soda. <laughs> not bad. Where's the yeah. butter? Yeah. Actually, I'm not seeing the butter. Hmm. We're gonna get all the drinking noises on the <laughs> on the podcast. It's a it's ASMR now. I do mm-hmm. ASMR. Yeah. We last episode we were in the radio room for the radio stuff. 
and in there you have like a sneeze button like you can push and hold it and then it'll like turn off your mic temporarily which that's probably what we would use if we're in there but we are we are notably not but yeah so that that's that's jack black's scarrow scarecrow berry soda i don't even why 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 is it a scarecrow you know very tasty strawberry soda yeah. but honestly i was expecting like something really scary or yeah we were a little super weird well there were options <laughs> we thought this looked weird um, there was there was a few with like nuclear symbols on them, or yeah. whatever. And we were like, "Oh no, are these like sour murder devices?" Oh, like... that would have been fun. <laughs> sour murder devices. Okay, well maybe yes. we should have maybe we should have gone for those then. All right, that's noted for next time. Okay, let's see. Yeah, when we inevitably bring you back on when we're like at episode two hundred. Yeah, you gotta be... get the weirdest drink possible. Yes. Okay. Got it. Got it. We're we're gonna need to get a get a knowledge of everybody's taste before we go for it all right so i don't know how long we're into this episode but we've been at it for a minute uh so we're gonna let's let's get in 12 minutes okay but that's probably like four minutes of us trying to open the bottles (laughs) (laughs) all right so let's get into some of our cues we want some a's if you if you don't mind nikki okay (laughs) okay this might be a thing where we need to do some some uh, some recording editing oh yeah (laughs) Um, uh, unlike Carter's belch from the last episode, uh-oh. well, that could just be your thing. Yeah, like uh, if if somebody belches every episode, that you could have just to be keep your it. thing. Yeah, Carter, uh, like let out like the loudest burp last episode. He had to like he pushed his sneeze button to turn off his mic, and we still caught it on Max's microphone, <laughs> like right next to him. That was uh, that was interesting. All right, so first off, we I, I want we we all know. But our audience may not know that you are an avid horseback rider. Do you ride horses? Yes. Okay. Equestrian. 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 As evident by the Green Pasture Stables and Training Case Study. We're getting there. We're getting there. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we've got a a few questions. Uh, So uh, how's Sid doing? Oh, um, Sid is... um, He's Sid, okay? He's like my favorite Mm. jerk. He's the best slash the worst horse ever. The best worst horse. Yeah. Have you ever seen Mr. Pickles? Uh, like the show on yeah. America's Got Talent? No, Mr. Pickles with like the demonic little border collie and he's like an agent of Satan. Yeah, that yeah, guy. Yeah, that's kind of sick. The comedian but, like, guy? Yeah. He's a dog. It's a dog. Yeah, the, he's yeah. the guy with the dog. No, it's oh, a cartoon. Never I think mind. you're thinking about the guy. The... I'm thinking about the guy on America's Got Talent, yeah. Anywho. So my horse may or may not actually be a warlock. Um, so we also call him Sidlock because mm. we find weird things in his stall. Um, just he's just a little weird. We're pretty sure that when there was a tornado in Goshen, like he had his head stuck out the window as the tornado was forming. Like it literally formed over our barn's poop pile, <laughs> and I was there and I was terrified and I was like, "Chicken little, the sky is falling." And this horse had his head stuck out of his window the whole time, just, like, looking around, like, hey, this is the coolest thing ever. <laughs> yeah, so he, he's, he's fine. But a taste of his power. Yeah, he's fine, but, mm-hmm. you know, he, he is true um, chaotic neutral. You've said he's an alcoholic. Mm, yeah, he likes the drink. Mm, okay. <laughs> How'd you find out about that? Well, so it started with Gatorade, which is like normal, all right? And yeah, he's a little yeah. dehydrated. We're like, oh, you gotta drink something. You don't wanna drink water? He's like, no, nah, I'm too bougie for that. So I was like, okay, let's well, have some Gatorade. So mm-hmm. I had some red Gatorade, and we determined he really loves red Gatorade. So if you drink Gatorade in front of him, he'll try to take it and drink it. 
So this like over, you know, time morphed into he just wanted to sample drinks. Mm. And so if you had uh, an adult beverage, he would um, wish to sample it. So if you're just holding a drink, he wants it now. Yeah, he'll, he'll try to take oh, it. Gosh. Um, and he really seems to have a preference for um, the adult beverages. And if you just got a regular fizzy water, he'll like try to steal it and he'll be like, nah. Oh, he doesn't. But if you've got a mango white claw, like, <laughs> watch out. Ooh, so he knows specifically, like, what to look for. Mm-hmm. So he can, like, read the label then. He does, yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, he, that's he likes a white claw. the mango white claw, and uh, he's really into hard cider. Mm. Did he have a favorite Gatorade flavor? Red. Only red. Red. Okay. He wouldn't, like, take the blue Gatorade or no. anything? Okay. No. Well, you've heard it here, folks. The best Gatorade flavor is the red one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Animal Kingdom agrees. Officially endorsed by uh, Sid, <laughs> the off the track racehorse. Exactly. Yeah. So has he gotten, like, drunk before? <laughs> <laughs> no, who can afford the amount of drink it would take to make that like oh, twelve hundred pound furball? No, go see Cocaine Bear in theaters now. Yeah, uh, no, he more or less gets a sip unless he's a super lightweight, but he's kind of chonky, so. Yeah. Nah. So he, <laughs> that that's ridiculous to me. Are you saying you you you'd share drinks with him or? Um. Well, I feel like share implies like it's yeah. a willing thing. It's more or less like he confiscates. Armed robbery. Mm-hmm. Or I guess he doesn't have arms. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. So uh, what do you do with horses, for lack of a better way to ask? Like, what, what do you, what's, your, what's your process like? Ooh, so what we do versus what we intended to do, mm. very different conversation. So uh, my friend and I, we co-own uh, both racehorses that we have, ex-racehorses. And originally, Sid was going to be my friend Jordan's eventing horse. So eventing is the, uh, it's in the Olympics. It's a sport where you do three different horse events. You, like, do the dressage, as Snoop Dogg would say, the, uh, the, the, the crip walking horses. Mm. It's coming from the Olympics. Uh, then you have the show jumping. Then you have cross country where they run the big, long, like, multi-mile through the fields and over things and through uh-huh. the water and stuff. So that was what Sid was supposed to be doing with Jordan. Um, but he turned out to be a little lazy. Um, so never quite developed into that. So mostly, um, our goal was just to kind of like, just do some shows, train them and eventually go eventing. So we do a little bit of like jumping, a little bit of dressage. Um, we have not been on cross country course yet because we don't have uh, a trailer to haul out ourselves, but that was the eventual goal. Oh, okay. You said he's an X race horse. Yeah. So he was, he's a thoroughbred. Um, he raced from the time he was two till about five. Most of his career was down at, um, Gulfstream. In Florida. Mm. Was he winning big? Yeah, he won a couple races, mm. like, over his career. Um, but I wouldn't say that he, you know, made anybody rich. Uh, so you're, you're mostly taking care of him now? <laughs> yeah, so he, uh, he was sold from whoever had him down at Gulfstream. He ended up at a track in Cleveland. So they moved him from, like, Florida to Cleveland in uh, the winter. So, ooh. and then um, another acquaintance of my friends ended up pulling him off um, the track there, bought him. She brought him back down here, and then she decided that she was going to sell him on because she had other horses and other plans and things changed for her. So we bought him off of her, and we got him when he was just um, less than a month off the track, I think. Mm. Love at first sight. <laughs> um, okay, the first time I rode him, I thought I was going to die um, because I was like, it's a racehorse, he's going to go fast. He, he, didn't go fast. <laughs> Did not go fast. Yeah, but. no, but he uh, he definitely grew on us. Hmm. Uh, what's the process of caring for a horse like? Um, it's a lot of shoveling poop. Oh, I imagine. A lot of shoveling poop, yeah. Mm. Um, and spending all of your money to buy feed that they turn into poop. Um, 
and buying things for them to poop on. It's just, it's a very poopy hobby. Yeah. Very poopy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no, it's fun. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, we are on a self, we're at a self care barn. So we have mm-hmm. to go, one of us or both of us or a friend or somebody has to be there every night to feed and do their stalls and things like that. And if you're more bougie, got more money, you can have them on self care. Uh, or sorry, full care and have other people take care of them, but we're the very involved self-care type horse people. Okay. So it's like green pastures and there's different tiers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the table and green pasture, which lists different kinds of board. Yeah, that, that's basically it. So you see, you guys already know about horses because I indoctrinated yeah. you through your labs. So talking about green pastures and the whole lab, what was that process of creating it like? Um. Kind of frustrating because, you know, you have to, just turn, academic term, like you get a scaffold things, right? Mm-hmm. So you can't jump in and be like, here's this wonderfully designed site because you have to learn all the little things in between, right? So that's why, like, it's not, I always say this, it's not the greatest site, right? Because it's not meant to be the best site ever. It's meant specifically to practice skills from each module. So it was actually really difficult to figure out, okay, what can we do to take the skills from this module without needing to jump into a module we haven't gotten to yet to kind of put together. Um, so that's why at the end there's the, like, here you have a site that looks kind of old and dated and now use your design mm. skills to refurbish it a little bit. Yeah, I guess for the viewers at home, uh, Green Pastures, if you haven't taken uh, Nikki Holden's amazing web design class, or I think uh, a lot of other classes also teach Green Pastures. Um, it's a website project where we were making a fake website for uh a for a company doing horse boarding and stuff like that it's like a case Uh, study yes so we're we're over the weeks we develop in different labs different aspects of the website and then procedurally we make it really good by like the fourth one and then we start making it worse after that yeah then it gets worse as we just practice skills and then you got to make it better i'm upset about sky.jpg still okay i know you have an attachment to the cloud image (laughs) i love that cloud image so much there's a in the background of, I think, like, the fourth lab. We had uh, in the background of the page, and then, like, there's a strip on the page, and it's it's sky.jpg in the background. Loved sky.jpg. It was aesthetic. No one way. has ever felt so strongly mm-hmm. about that image and then, besides you. And then you were like, we're going to take it away. And I'm like, no. It made I know. It I so ruined beautiful. your life. Well, and, like, you didn't even replace it with anything. <laughs> it's just a white background now. <laughs> well, speaking of that, what was your favorite part of Green Pastures? <laughs> My favorite part? Like, to design or to teach or what? Like, there's, like, part one, part two. Like, what was your favorite mm-hmm. one? I kind of like the responsive design one when we start doing the media queries. Because um, that's the first time where, like, it's a little more difficult and you got to problem solve a little bit more. But over the years, I think um, I've gotten better at explaining it. So it goes much smoother now than it did, <laughs> like, five years ago. But I like that lab. When you're developing it, did you start? with the first lab and then just procedurally add more things? Or, yes. And so it's a linear design? Yeah. Mm, okay. And so then you got to the fourth one and you were like, I hate this sky.jpg. I'm getting rid of it. It's going away. Yeah, it was, well, I was like, well, we needed a background image. Now we've done a background image. We've got mm. other background images. I don't know if you we noticed, but I'm there. pretty sure I did put sky.jpg on my redesign. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you did. I think it was like the background to some text somewhere. I'm pretty sure you told me I'd get a zero if I put it on there. I know. I had a change of heart. I was yeah. like, oh, you know, he's so attached to this image. We just have to let it go. Yeah, it was, it was beautiful. I loved it. I loved, beautiful. It was such a good picture of the sky. Mm-hmm. 
Um, let's see. Uh, you had Bay Bella as one of the images oh, too. Is that yes. one of your horses? No, that's one that I used to lease. Um, oh. She tried to unalive me a few times. Oh, mm-hmm. have you gotten kicked by a horse before? Have I gotten kicked? Yeah, like when they when they do the the rear. <laughs> Trying to remember, have I gotten kicked? So Sid, um, sometimes like will show his displeasure by uh, making some leg movements, which may or may not resemble a kick. But I wouldn't say <laughs> like, like I'm, I'm winding up. <laughs> he's never actually kicked kicked because he more or less is just like, nah, don't touch me. Because yeah. if he wanted to kick me, I'd be through the the wall and on mm. the other side of the barn. But um, no, I, I don't think I've ever actually been kicked kicked. He's indicating that he wants to. Yeah, he's like, but... I'm thinking about it. So <laughs> you adjust your behaviors and I'll adjust mine. And my little sister did some horseback riding. She was told that like you have to be careful when like coming from behind with the horse. Like you're not startling it from the back and then it starts bucking at you. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Back in a horse danger zone. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, what do you got, David? Oh, uh, you well, cooking right now? Yeah, <laughs> uh, we can move on from green pastures. Um, well. uh, we know you've done some freelance web design. Um, what's your usual process for finding clients, and how does all that work? I don't do a whole lot of it because um, I've got so much stuff going on mm-hmm. with like work and other hobbies. So okay, I just do it like here or there. Usually, um, for me, it's usually people I personally know who need a site and have been talking about it and ask me for it. I don't do a whole lot of like solicitation for that. So usually, it's just a, a family or a friend of a family or acquaintance or somebody who knows somebody who asked for some help with something. Mm. You have this character Karen in yeah. our web design class. Uh, have you based <laughs> that character off of anything you've seen out in the wild? So, yeah, the Karen, um, Green Pastures Karen, is kind of a uh, a mishmash of just a bunch of, like, different little things. But basically boils down to um, a lot of people have an idea of what they want, but they have no vocabulary to tell you what they want. Mm. And so that's why working with Karen in that case study is a little frustrating because you've got to pull it out of her. Like she doesn't know any of the design terms. She doesn't know any of the web terms. She's got this thing in her head, but um, she's like fixated, right? She's like fixated on that one. Uh, what was it? Um, more modern. I want more it to modern. look more modern, but like, so, okay, Karen, what is more modern? So that's your kind of uh role is to figure that out. And so, yeah, that's based on many conversations with people um, who, cannot articulate exactly what they want or don't know how to form their opinion, but just got to, like, get them to express that idea. Mm. I think with our class, we were struggling a little bit on <laughs> interacting with Karen. Uh, didn't you have to, like, assist us with, like, telling us to ask you how many or, like, other websites that you liked? Yeah, I gave you a couple hints. Yeah, there's, it was interesting. Uh, I think we had to, a few people were approaching you outside of character as well <laughs> with with technical questions and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, that that was very interesting. Have you ever had like a strange request when working on a web design project of like, I want this thing, but it's kind of weird? Not really. Um, mm. The most frustrating thing is like for some people, like we'll do like Wix sites occasionally because that's easy for them to update themselves, right? So I don't yeah. have to be the complete webmaster forever and everything. So I could theoretically teach them just how to do their text updates and stuff. So we'll, mm. we'll pick a template and just the limitations of designing in some of those WYSIWYG editors sometimes can be frustrating because like there's things that you know that you should be able to do, but it doesn't have the features that allow you to change the CSS in this way or that way. 
Um, so sometimes those templates can fe- feel very limiting, which is very frustrating. David Pop Quiz, what's a WYSIWYG editor? Um, uh, it edits websites. <laughs> All right, viewers at home, if you are maybe an incoming freshman and haven't taken a web design class yet, a WYSIWYG editor stands for what you see is what you get, meaning that uh, it's websites like Wix and others where you are clicking and dragging items onto a web page and editing them manually. You don't really see that a lot when we're learning HTML and CSS, but a lot of modern websites use it when they want like a simple process. So if you're looking at like Squarespace or something like that, a lot of them advertise that you don't need to know HTML or CSS to learn them. See, we're an educational podcast. Maybe we should be sponsored. You know, like how many times like you listen to podcasts and it's like <laughs> made by Squarespace or Wix. I don't want to be sponsored by Squarespace. They promote not knowing how to do HTML and CSS. That's lame. Okay. okay. I'm on the podcast going. I, I'm, I'm going out and saying Squarespace, Squarespace, don't sponsor us. If you do, we got you. Wow, I've never heard anybody be like, don't sponsor <laughs> don't me. Don't sponsor me, Squarespace. Do not give me money. Do not help me be successful. I don't think they sponsor podcasts anyway. We're okay. I think they do. They do? They sponsor Squarespace like everything. And Wix yeah. <laughs> I don't know. If, if, if the, the fan base catches me on record saying Squarespace is awesome because you don't need to know HTML and CSS, you know that I'm playing into their hands right now. So that's like your cry for help. Yeah. Like we know you've been kidnapped. <laughs> yeah, because I'm, I'm promoting something that's not HTML, CSS. Okay, so if I ever hear a podcast for that, I'm, I'm calling the FBI like straight, you got straight it, away. You got it. Uh, and le- or they offered me a handsome sum of money, in which case I, I conceded very quickly. Yeah, and then we're going to judge you for being a sellout after you just said like don't give me money don't make me successful. well we've gone on record saying that like well i've gone on record saying that when we get successful we want to become evil mr beast we're like <laughs> <laughs> we have like mr beast levels of like money and power but we don't use it for good we're like <laughs> very stingy oh, my little villains i'm so <laughs> exactly, proud exactly. no I, I we it'd be great and people are like why and we're like I don't know. Because <laughs> I'm a villain. He needs, he needs, Mr. Beast needs a, needs an antagonist in his story. <laughs> he doesn't have one yet. Okay. So we've got, we've got a little bit of a segment here. We've got, we got some, some content. Uh, we call this capstone crap. Uh, uh, you've witnessed a little bit of this in your class. Um, but essentially, how this works is we've got a fake concept not fake but like a, a really awesome concept for a capstone project okay and uh we want it we we're going to describe it to you tell you how it is uh and i want to hear if you think it's a good idea if you if you you would hire us on to to make this a reality or if you wouldn't do that <laughs> okay all right so the details on this you might you've probably heard this idea before uh we we don't have the most concrete details, because when we described it in your class, we immediately forgot about it. But we have the the UC casino we have set up. Uh, the idea is, uh, David, you can you can assist on some details too if I'm missing stuff. Uh, it's essential. There's there's a couple features. There's a roulette for students because uh, you know tuition can be pretty expensive for a lot of students. Mm-hmm. So what we've got is the tuition roulette where. When you sign up to go to, to college, you're like, man, this tuition that I have to pay to go to UC is really expensive. You can either just pay that flat rate or you can spin the roulette to get your price for tuition for your college career. And you have to go with what you get if you pick the roulette. But it could be higher or it could be like way lower. Oh. Yeah, and then you see some people 
like winning big, like they're essentially on a full ride because their tuition's like six dollars. And uh, I think people would really would really vibe with that sort of situation. I mean, I think people might vibe as some of them, but probably not the people in the state, like the governor and the Department of Learning. And hmm. I, I don't know. I, I think you'd it'd be a hard sell to uh, introduce gambling <laughs> as the mechanism for assessing tuition at a uh, state school okay well here we go more gambling all right we have uh this is another feature where uh this is gonna make the school some money all right so we've got there's a lot of rich people who like to bet on stupid things yeah so we're, we're thinking we tap into that market where they can bet on college students succeeding in school so you can bet that like this student is going to uh graduate from school and succeed and if you do you get money but if you fail the, the school gets the money instead and now you're the school is is stinking rich so wait okay I, i'm filthy rich person yes okay i'm gonna bet on you you like betting on, yeah okay what are my odds like how are you determining odds uh haven't gotten that far yet <laughs> maybe like a personality quiz <laughs> Personality, personality quiz? quiz like we get a buzzfeed quiz out and find out what like color care bear they are and then that's going to determine what their color odds. care bear are you i don't know i have to look that up do we need to take this quiz on on the podcast let's see uh color care bear am i all right so i'm gonna bet on low bet on long odds Mm-hmm. So that I could have max payout. You but, can maybe also bet like they're not going to change majors too if you're feeling risky. Oh man. Okay. So, but what's in it for you as the the pawn or the? Well, it, have you seen Squid Game? I have not. I actually haven't had time to watch it yet. Uh oh. Okay. So that's so that's a little. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna. I go know the premise, else. but I haven't watched. Okay. Squid. So, long story short, there's nothing in it for the students <laughs> on that on that part. We're thinking like maybe if you fail, like they get their tuition paid or something. But also, like I think it would go better with the executives if they yeah. made more money from yeah, this. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think it's going over with the executives. Yeah, at like all. this goes right into the executive pocket if it yeah, works. Yeah, no, I, I hmm. yeah, I, I just don't see it flying. Um, wow, ethics and we'll legal see. things. We'll and just take our business elsewhere. Gambling. Then. Yeah, I don't know. That could be a... Casinos uh... make a lot of money. Yeah, but I feel like if he's going to have to be completely separated from any school organization. I don't know. Hmm. The UC Mafia. <laughs> the UC Mafia. <laughs> we need to check the uh, Bearcat code about yeah. student mafias, because right. I, I don't think that that's going to fly I don't either. think they specified that you can't have a student mafia, though. Right. Well, just because they didn't <laughs> specify, they're like, Dom, you cannot start a mafia, doesn't mean there's not something in there that is, uh, can be interpreted to say <laughs> you cannot start a mafia at school. Okay, I'd like to start a very eccentric fraternity. Well, I mean, okay, well, who might argue with that? <laughs> hey, we need to organize the event for our fraternity. All right, um, probably move on from that. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, so I guess, to say the least, we're not getting funded, David. That's really disappointing. We'll come back with the next guest. We'll have a, we'll have a better idea. All right. What if you talk about video games? <laughs> you want me to talk about video games yeah. right now? 
Okay. So to preface, uh, I would assume you play some video games, right? Yes, you'll be proud okay. of me. I finally yeah. played Zelda. Okay, yeah, you, you've you've teached game design in society uh, with our good friend Danny. We're gonna mention him for the second episode in a row. Uh, <laughs> a very interesting course, um, David. I'm gonna have to carry this conversation a little bit. David has quite literally only played Minecraft in his time, uh, which there's there's some stories there that we could get into, but. <laughs> <laughs> Not even a little Candy Crush, David. I think I played it like you probably have you. You haven't played like Subway Surfers. You oh, played I played it. that and stuff. Okay, yeah, mo- mobile games. Mobile don't games count. count. Mobile games count. count. I mean, it depends on the mobile game, but I guess like if it's like the only thing you play, then I guess it counts. But like, why you got to be gatekeeping gaming? I'm not gatekeeping gaming. I'm gatekeeping. Okay, <laughs> maybe I am gatekeeping gaming. <laughs> Man, I, I, I hopefully the majority of our IT audience agrees with that, so I don't alienate our audience. <laughs> oh no. Okay. Anyway, what kind of games have you played? What are your favorites? Okay, so I'm currently playing. Play, play, I'm making up words. Playing Zelda: Breath of the Wild because we had a discussion Great about game. like games to play on Switch, and I was like, I have a Switch, and I don't play it. Um, and so I finally started playing it, and I have, I don't know how many days of my life now into that game i know and i have not even unlocked the fourth divine beast yet so oh, the fourth one yeah. no, I, i'd be playing for that long and not even gotten to the first one like yet. and i'm still like finding things and like i'd never played any of the zelda games mm-hmm. before so i was like at first i was like playing this game i'm like i don't even know what i'm doing i'm it's like very different why am i'm like running them. around and i'm like there's like pick up a rock and i'm like pick up a rock and there's like a little seed guy underneath and i'm like what where <laughs> what is this from and so like it took a while to figure it out yeah. like um, There's 900 then, of those, by the way. 900? There are 900 Korok seeds in the game. Oh, gosh, I'm, I'm not even anywhere near that. Well, so you only, so to max out all of, have you met Hestu yet? I don't He's know. He's like the guy with the maracas that oh, like, yeah, increases yeah, yeah, your, yeah, I got, your slots. Yeah, I got him. Got some, yeah. I got some extra slots. So, he, so he's done increasing your inventory slots after you collect 450 of them. After that, it's like purely for fun. If you get all of them, you get something, but it's not. It's not oh, I've been trying to farm shooting stars as of late. Oh, okay. That is a grind. <laughs> uh, you'd like get on like the tallest mountain and just like stand there waiting for them to come down from the sky. Mm-hmm. I, I I was not patient. And sometimes to they do don't that. show up, and then I get real mad. Oh yeah, well because you're just like it's like Animal Crossing too. That's the same thing in there. You're like sitting there waiting for for some a shooting star. Yeah. Uh, you, are you like grinding out for like the biggest armor sets and stuff then? Yeah. So I've decided that before I climb the volcano, um, I want all of my other armors maxed out and then mm. I need to go like get some more. Um, yeah, do you have fireproof stuff? Yeah. Like I have one like mm-hmm. fireproof elixir, but I have to go find uh, more things to, um, turn into fireproof yeah. elixir. Death Mountain is a vibe. Well, once you... Okay, my experience with Death Mountain, I think it was like the second dungeon or the second Divine Beast I did. You have to essentially, I, I didn't have any of that stuff. I would just run, like be on fire and like start like shoving, shoving apples into my face until I get to the store where I can buy armor. Wait, so I can buy fireproof armor there? Yes, okay. once you get to Goron City, there's some like, there's some armor in there. If you aren't wearing anything, fireproof and not have an elixir effect the guy the shopkeeper is very frantic with you about <laughs> you need to buy this right now or you will die so i'm uh, gonna run in there completely on fire oh okay. yeah no i've run in there naked before it's very funny all right <laughs> he links wearing underwear david just you know okay it's normal it's cool probably i would 
he's if he's running around barefoot, that's probably like the equivalent of stepping on Legos like constantly, Ow. right? Yeah, hot because he's like rocks. climbing because he can like climb mountains barefoot, and that is impressive to say the least. Are you one of those gamers though who frequently runs around with your characters in less clothing than would be socially acceptable? Um, only in recent playthroughs where that's really funny. <laughs> Uh, so like if I'm trying to, if I'm trying to get down to the level, but then sometimes if they really piss me off, I, I switch on the, the phantom armor with like the plus defense boost and then start wailing on them. But that, that tends to vary <laughs> based on the situation. Now I, I've, I've been playing big game for like five years. It's a good time. Uh, have you played anything else? Um, uh, before I started Zelda, I had just finished the, um, horizon, uh, Forbidden West or Zero Dawn? Well, I played Zero Dawn first, Forbidden West. I finished Forbidden West. And now I'm mad because I didn't wait till I bought a PS5. I played on PS4 and it looked really Mm. good on PS5. Mm. I've heard that's the one where, like, the main character is, like, telling you things a lot. Aloy? Yeah, she, like, gets something and she's like, I could use this to make this. And then... Oh, yeah. (laughs) You know, like, half the time I don't pay attention to that. Yeah. Like, okay, here's... This is a bad thing about me. I'm gonna admit. I get so easily distracted and uh, need so much like content to stimulate my brain that I am guilty of simultaneously playing video games and listening to audiobooks. Ah, oh, no, no, that's me too. That's fine. <laughs> so like sometimes like I'll turn, pause my audiobook for like cutscenes and things, but like sometimes that like, and she's like, oh, this is a uh, whatever. It's a flower. I'll put it in something. I'm like, I, I don't know. Cause I'm busy listening to whatever like psychological thriller <laughs> mystery killer thing i'm listening nah, it helps to you, helps you multitask like that's or I mean, multitasking like helps you stay focused on like the one thing that you want to focus on right and like people yeah. some people don't believe me like i'm like no my brain is weird okay like i have to have some kind of chatter happening or i cannot mm-hmm. focus on anything i cannot have quiet i can't even just have music like i have to have some kind of story but that i can also possibly ignore to focus on anything yeah else something for do. your brain to do and something for your hands to do yes like that's like separate tasks. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah, I, I was talking to Matt about this, and he was like, "What?" <laughs> oh, so he doesn't Don't understand think. either. Nah, nah. He's just like the one thing that you do, and I'm like, "That's it's 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 cool." Yeah, like some people don't have like an internal monologue. I still can't wrap my head around that. <laughs> not, oh yeah, Carter says he doesn't. He does not have an internal um, internal monologue. I'm like, how do you? How think? do you think? <laughs> yeah, what do you think? I, I'm not sure if he does, but <laughs> I guess maybe that's the answer to our question. But he. He's, a, he's a, an anomaly. I, I was saying that, like, maybe the multitasking thing has evolved into, like, the TikTok trend where it's, like, one video and then, like, either gameplay footage or, like, a craft on the bottom that <laughs> we love to criticize in the group so much. Like, you put Subway Surfers under, like, a Family Guy clip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, wh- I see those, too, and I'm like, this is weird, but I'm like, why am I watching it? Yeah. That's, I don't watch it. I just complain about it. No, my, I'll be sitting in my... In my chair, like in my dorm room, and then behind me, my roommate is like, "Hey, I'm Peter Griffin," and, <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay, cool." I peek over, and somebody's making like a cake on the bottom, and I'm like, "What is? <laughs> what are you watching?" <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think I think that's sort of evolved. Like you, you can choose what you want to watch, but there's the tactile feeling too. I got I got into like watching something and like playing a game with Pokemon Shiny Hunting. That's a very repetitive task, and if you aren't multitasking, like you're gonna get bored very quickly. See, okay, I'm glad that I'm not the only one with a odd <laughs> brain that needs to do that. All right, I'm taking a quiz on which which Care Bear I am. Oh boy, let's see. Uh, what's something that makes me smile? I got puppies, friends, 
money, sleep, oh, the internet. That's that's the answer. <laughs> Wait, that's one of the options? <laughs> that is one of the options. No, earlier they were like, what's your dream job? And I chose hacker. That was apparently a thing on there. There's like chief, or no, chef, lawyer. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. It's like chef, lawyer, singer, actor, artist, hacker, politician. It's like, okay. Is there, a, is there a hacker Care Bear? Let's see, I gotta choose an 80s cartoon. I got Thundercats, Muppet Babies, Transformers, uh, Chip and Dale, probably DuckTales. Oh, DuckTales! I remember yeah. DuckTales. <laughs> and finally, how much do you care? I can either choose I care, I care sometimes, or I don't care. I'm thinking I care sometimes. Yo, I'm Friend Bear. Aw. This is awesome. I don't even know who Friend Bear is. Friend Bear. Friend Bear's all, like, friendly. <laughs> I would assume so. <laughs> friend Bear. Hello, Okay, I'm so friend now I'm going to bet on you based on your Care Bear profile. Friend Bear, who I also know, though, you want to be the evil Mr. Beast. <laughs> evil Mr. Beast. So but I've got, a, like, an army. <laughs> this is a little bit of, like, uh, mm -hmm. mixed messaging here from you. Yeah. So I'm having a hard time determining uh, well, your Well, Mr. Odds. Beast has friends, so like evil Mr. Beast needs to have like evil, evil friends. friends. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, evil wins quite often in the world, so yeah. I feel like your odds to succeed are high. Well, yeah, because you know, like the good guys always win in like fiction because they have the power of friendship. Like, what if the bad guys also have the power of friendship? Yeah. So you're a bad guy with the power of friendship. Like, yeah, but I've got like really evil friends. Evil world takeover. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm probably going to bet on you just in case. <laughs> okay, like great. I, that, That's not, you know, I don't want to yeah. be on your bad side. No, I can't believe you denied our, our, <laughs> our UC casino. No, um, no, it's not that I denied it. It's just that I story. said, like, I, I don't think it's, uh, you know, marketable in the current environment. Wow. Yeah. All right, well, I'm like uh, Norman Osborn. Maybe shift industries with it. Like, instead of, like, students, let's, let's find another, like, job or something to bet on. Mm -hmm. Okay. So... Uh, we were talking about video games earlier. Yeah. We have uh, the, the, you're teaching Game Design Society. Yes. Have you been teaching that before now? Yes, I've taught it. I haven't taught it, um, it's been about a year since the last time I taught it before mm -hmm. this one, but yeah, I've taught it um, several semesters. Yeah, we had Brian last semester. That's what he was up to. That's so just getting to me right now. <laughs> but uh, in that class, you do projects where people are making games. Do you, yes. have, any, do you have any favorite games? Yes. From, yeah, we know you, I know one of your favorites. Yes. Uh, so this semester has got to have one of my favorite games, and hopefully they don't get mm -hmm. mad at me if I tell. But yeah, yeah, it's Danny Murray's group. <laughs> Danny Murray. <laughs> uh, I hope none of your students are on this podcast. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> don't let them listen. But okay. you like know half the people in that group, so that's true. I, I do. I, they're they're friends of the podcast. For yeah. Sure. So the friends of the podcast have uh, they the, okay. Everybody in that class this semester has great ideas, mm -hmm. but um. I was sold on the My Dad Can Beat Up Your Dad game from, yeah. like, the minute I heard the first line of the pitch. Like, it just sounds very fun. Yeah, is it, so is there concept, it's like a digital card game, or is it a physical, physical card game? Physical card game. Yeah, phys it's like a physical card game, where, like, there's a bunch of different dads, and you have to, like, fight other dads. Yeah, and, like, each, like... And oh, yeah, you haven't heard this. <laughs> each, like, dad, like, is kind of, like, a, like, uh, different powers based on their, like, classification of dad. And mm. I, I don't want to tell too much. You need to have Danny talk about it. <laughs> Oh, you guys should record so their good. Kickstarter project. Got, oh my gosh, yeah, that's going on the on the. Maybe we get permission from them to put yeah. it on the Sticky Keys YouTube channel. <laughs> there we go. Do they have them like a video, like a Kickstarter? Yeah, they got to make a video. So. Oh uh, no, I'd back it. I'd back it. I've seen their art. It's good stuff. Um, yeah, no, nothing in 
my game design class from last semester will rival the 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 uh what's it called uh bouncer sim where they're like it's like in cincinnati and like you go like to different bars and stuff around the area and like it's like papers please but like goofy silly art style and you have to stop people from from getting those fake ids their presentation was crazy like they all had like sunglasses and like white shirts on and like walking around they had a bunch of they were giving out a bunch of our ids and like going around and inspecting them be like nope and then throw it away that sounds fun i had so there's one from years ago um i can't remember who was in the group they may be seniors or they graduated last year by now but it reminds me because minecraft so like they were trying to come up with a level and like for their like kickstarter demo they wanted to be able to like show what the game world would look at look like so they decided to develop their world in Minecraft. So oh, they basically wow. like built out what their game world would be in Minecraft. And it was so cool. Mm. And then they did like, you know, the video where they could like fly through it and show it. And I would just it looked really, really cool. And they tied that into the rest of their presentation. And I thought that was at the time like a really clever way to like show like a big open world design digitally, but without having to get into coding stuff because that class mm. is very specifically just supposed to be about design and not getting into engines and coding. Uh, yeah. Now, if I get, uh, I'll need to try and track down Brian Crockenbull and have him on this podcast. He's, he's legendary. But uh, the, uh, you're saying they did like a Minecraft thing, like unit in a lot of their things where he like starts a Minecraft server and they all get on it and play and figure all that stuff out. Somebody like wrote their final essay for the class in a Minecraft book. And then, like... Well, that's interesting. Yeah, that was... I was like, that's a waste of time, but go for it. I uh, mean, you know what? If the learning happens and you meet the learning objectives... True. So people go, go above and beyond. It. It's pretty legendary. Okay. So, do you want to... You have some... Wait, what? how are we doing on time? Um, I'll probably have to go soon. So. Oh, you have to go soon? Oh, yeah, no. I'm a class at 1230. Just skip your, we have to skip your college life questions? Oh, yeah. Do you wanna... Go fast. Yeah, come on. All Speed right. Um, how do you think college has changed since from when you were a student? Well, back in my day, uh, <laughs> the early 2000s. So, like, I went to, like, Claremont for, like, five minutes. Like, I went to broadcasting school, and then I went to Claremont College for, like, mm -hmm. five minutes, and then, like, I went out and did adult things. So I came back to college in 2014 as a grown-up. So from now, like, it's not, so it's not really been that long, and I'm still in college. I've been in college pretty much for the last 20 years at some point, off and on, all the time. Um, I think it has changed quite a bit in the fact that classes, at least here in our school, are more student-centered than classes that I used to take or classes that I've seen before, which were very, very, like, I am the White Tower faculty of knowledge and um, imparting my knowledge upon you and now it's much more like problem-based learning it's much more authentic assessments it's much more like helping students succeed and mm. more focused on the student and it's kind of like the student-centered model yeah now your classes in particular I was like wow these are very personal like we're, we're... a lot of hands-on things mm -hmm. um <laughs> the last question one. was what was the craziest thing you had a student do the craziest thing i've had a student do i don't think we're allowed to say crazy um, in the most interesting thing. The most interesting? The, or most off the, in, wall? the most innovative. So I, I, we've had some innovative excuses. Mm. The excuses are some of my favorites. <laughs> um, so one, this was a web dev class, and uh, 
lab and like project milestone not turned in. And the email I got was something to the effect of, I'm really sorry. I was going to work on this on Sunday night and I fully intended to turn it on, but I watched Game of Thrones. And afterwards, I was so upset I couldn't do my work. So upset. <laughs> so it was the Red Wedding episode. Uh, okay, was this like season eight, like at the end? No, or, this uh, was like uh, middle, like if you haven't watched it. If, if you've watched it and you know what the Red Wedding is, like, yeah, okay, mm. I watched it too, but I still graded your work. So, <laughs> yeah, so that was the one of the best excuses. And another one, and this comes courtesy of Professor Fritz, who had uh, an excuse from a student as to why they couldn't come to class, was because it was cold outside. And um, she was like, okay, yes, but the university is open. And the response was, yes, while Niagara Falls is frozen. And it was like, okay, but... But we don't live we there. We don't live there. <laughs> That's not where we are right now. <laughs> so, sorry, guys. I can't come to work tomorrow because Antarctica is frozen. Uh, oh, I got to try that sometime. Yeah, I won't be here. Uh-oh. Yeah, David, that, that's how you get out of class so we can record more podcasts. <laughs> all right, well, uh, I think that's kind of all we got for this episode. Uh, thank you so much for coming on, Nikki. It's been great having you. Uh, Professor Holden, we've, told not to, we've been told not to call you ma'am. Yes, don't call me ma'am. All right. Never call me ma'am. Or marm. <laughs> if you call me marm, like I said, that's a hate crime. Yeah, react, <laughs> retroactively taking all the Like, you can away. call me sir, but you cannot call me ma'am. <laughs> yes, sir. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Thanks for having me.